Hello, welcome to Wide Left Sports. Today, I am joined by former MSU running back, Cody Kirk. How are you doing today, Cody? Hey, Mitch, I'm doing great. And thanks for having me on your show. I'm looking forward to chatting with you. Yeah, it's always fun. I'm a lifelong Bobcat fan myself, so it's always fun to have Bobcats on the show. Yeah, well, yeah, it's a, it's a pleasure. You know, it's always, you know, being a Bobcat's a, a wonderful thing in the state. And so anytime you asked me to come on, I was always thrilled to, to get on and talk a little about Bobcat football, of course. That's awesome. So I want to start this out, you know, what made you fall in love with football and what's kind of your background in football before the Bobcats? Gosh, wow, that is a great question. Uh, you know, you're going back into it. I mean, I'm the youngest of three brothers. Um, and so and I, have, I have a little sister as well, but I'm the youngest of the three boys. And it's, it, uh, you know, you kind of just follow your brothers and, and, and they played football and football was always, always a big part of my family's life growing up. Um, in, in Missoula, they have little guy football. I'm from Frenchtown. Uh, so just outside of Missoula, you had little guy football there. And so I'd grow up going to my brother's practices and watching their games. And so you just kind of, you know, football was just always there, right? right. So you just, oh, you always played it. And, and we had a wonderful yard where we grew up and you just tried to figure out, oh, what's the toughest way to make a catch? And what's, you know, what can you do? And, and playing with your friends. And so it was just a, it's just a fun sport, right? And so just kind of as a young age, I, I guess I really, you know, I can't think of, you know, since grade school of a time where football wasn't around and, and a, a heavy part of my falls for sure. And then, throughout the rest of the year as well that's awesome so you know you mentioned you're from Frenchtown which is right outside of Missoula there so what was it like to grow up hiding with the Grizz right in your backyard and then going to college in, in Bozeman yeah so it was, it was interesting so my uh, my dad's family uh his side of the family they were they're were diehard Grizz fans they were they were super super strong Grizz fans and uh, my mom's side of the family diehard Bobcats, right? So a true house, house divided. My, my uncle played on the 84 cats, um, all of her, her five, her and her four other siblings, they all went to Montana state. And so it truly was like a, a house divided. And, and I can tell you exactly when I, when I switched to be a Bobcat, cause I originally, I was a Grizz, uh, growing up until I was about like five years old. <laughs> so I was a Grizz cause you're in Missoula. It was, you know, it was, during the streak, I mean, it was just kind of my dad's family is all Grizz fans. It's easy to do it, and I was I was razzing my uncle about it. Oh, I said five, maybe six years old, and and uh, his name's Tom Malm, and he comes, you know, he's, he goes, "Well, I've had enough of this," and so he goes and grabs me, and and we go to to my grandma's house and uh, pulls out all the old trophies that he has, and then he pulls out this this one nice shiny ring and. Uh, and it's the, the 1984 championship ring. And, I, I, you know, from that point on, I was a Bobcat through and through. And so I can really, I can pinpoint that moment of going through and looking at his trophies and all those things and then seeing his ring. And I was like, nope, I'm a Bobcat. <laughs> so, but it was, it was tough. You know, I mean, I remember that, that streak was tough being a Bobcat in, in Missoula and in Frenchtown, you know, you kind of, what's nice about being a Bobcat on, on this side of the state, I live in Big Fork now as, um, you, you really you, you glom on together right you're you're a tight community and right. I think sometimes being a bobcat as well you know again going through times like the streak and some years weren't so good is is you're very loyal it's a loyal fan base and 
so same thing in Missoula, you know, you found your Bobcats, some of your teachers were Bobcats and you just kind of, you, you glommed on and you had a tight relationship and you got a lot of, a lot of crap for it. Uh, <laughs> but you know, it was, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun, right. Cause you just kind of, that's what you do. And I, I, and I remember when, when the cats ended the streak and, and again, we were at my, my family's ranch there and um, it was just, you know, it was so cool, right? You're with your family and, and everyone's just hooting and hollering and yelling and you're so excited. And I think I had the Missoulians headline that said, no joke, uh, hanging above my bed probably for like five years. <laughs> you know, to turn that nice soft yellow color. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So then, you know, I mean, you had a heck of a career in high school and that led you to be able to be recruited by the Bobcats. What was your recruitment process like to MSU? You know, I, I guess I would say I probably wasn't, I wasn't super heavily recruited out of high school. Uh, you know, I mean, coming from a class A, I'm, you know, I mean, I'm not, wasn't the fastest kid out there. I wasn't the, you know, I'm a very standard normal size, you know, out of high school, I was 5'10", 180, 185. I mean, I wasn't huge by any means. And um, so if I wasn't super heavily recruited, I, you know, I had some NAI interest out of, you know, a little bit of interest from the Grizz just being right there. Right. Um, you know, the catch showed me a nice strong bit of interest, but there was also, you know, a little bit of that family tie too. I think helped a lot uh, with my, with my uncle there. And so, but yeah, I mean, it, it was, uh, you know, I got to meet some great coaches. Coach Plussell was the one that recruited me. Coach Ash obviously was the, the head coach at that point in time. And uh, you know, I, the world is just so different. You know, I even think, gosh, now we're talking uh, 15 years ago since I was being recruited and uh, it's a different world. I mean, I had no idea what official visits were or anything like that. I mean, I remember on my recruiting trip, you know, my official visit to MSU, uh, let's see, I would have been, I don't know, whatever year that was, 2008, spring, of winter, 2008. Um, and so I'm going over there and it's snowy, of course, in Bozeman, where all the recruits meet at the at the uh, the Bobcat Club over there, the, the stadium club. And uh, we're going over, and I didn't, gosh, I hadn't been there in a while. And so I was driving in trying to figure out, you know, how do you get there, right? Because that's where all right. the tailgates were. And so I literally went on a, a snow dirt, snow-packed road and high center of my car, literally right oh, across. <laughs> yeah. And I get out and just bandage, just walk right up to there and just go, all right. Well, this is a, not a great start to my recruiting trip, but, uh, you know, the coaches are recruiting you, so they can't say anything bad. It's like, oh, no, that's okay. But <laughs> I can about guarantee nobody has ever uh, high centered their car in a snowbank um, on their way to recruiting visits. So, uh, <laughs> so, but they were great. And it was, you know, it was fun uh, being recruited. But, I mean, it, it was always one of those things where, where you know, cats were always had obviously a strong a strong pull I mean that's who I was always for and so um when it came down they, they offered me a, a, a slight scholarship not not a big scholarship but enough to make it a pretty easy decision at that point in time that's awesome so I remember watching you um throughout your whole college career and it seemed like there was not any defender that you did not want to run over where did you get that mentality uh, it, <laughs> Mitch, I'm sorry, you cut out there for a second. I missed the start of the question. Oh, I was just saying that I uh, I watched you all throughout your college career, and it seemed like there were defenders, and it didn't matter what size they were, that you just wanted to go right through them. So where did you get that mentality? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it was uh, 
gosh, you know, we, we had a coach, uh, Coach McIndoo. He was the offensive line coach, and he he was just he was absolutely outstanding. And uh, one of the things that he always said is it should take an act of God to bring you down. That was kind of his his mentality. And so when when you get the ball, you'd go through and 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 you'd be you just run as hard as you can. And hey, one second, Mitch, I've got my little ones coming in. No <laughs> I got to. Yeah, so Coach McAdoo always said it should take an act of God to bring you down. And so that was kind of the philosophy that I had is, is you know, the first person should, and, and the first person should never bring me down. And that's your job as, as the running back is if everyone does their job, you know, there's, there's still, you know, you have the quarterback, but there's still basically, there's two people that can tackle you and you've got to make one guy miss. That was always the philosophy. And I wasn't the most agile person. Uh, <laughs> so I, I, rather than make one guy miss, I just try to run through one guy. And uh, <laughs> so, but that, that was the, the whole belief was, was that one person should never bring you down. And uh, you know, it should, it should, it should be a fight. Um, and so that was, that was the mentality that, that I took to it when I ran the ball, um, you know, always tried to try to get the first down, right. That was the first right. down, get the down, you know, and, and so that was the goal. That's awesome. So I looked you up a little bit just to know all about your history. Cause I obviously knew you were an amazing running back at MSU, but I didn't realize all the awards that you won while you were at MSU, whether they be team awards or conference awards, um, which award do you think meant the most to you? It's a great question. Um, you, you know, I, I, I actually, it's not, it's a pretty easy question. Uh, being a team captain. Uh, I mean, that, that was, you know, single that was the greatest compliment I could have ever receive from, from my teammates. Uh, there's just nothing, there's nothing better than that. Right. You, you, you work so hard with, with all these, all these guys, um, you know, 365 days a year, you're, you're, you know, you're working in one, one way or another and, and, you know, to have their respect and to say, Hey, you know, Want Cody to be a leader of this team because it was voted on by the players uh, at that time, and and so I, there just couldn't have been a, a greater honor in, in my time uh, to be a team captain. You know, there's no question winning the Big Sky um, is right up there as well. You know, having three Big Sky Conference championships is pretty cool. Uh, you know, you, you look back on it, and then, you know at the time you didn't realize it, and then you're now going back and going, that's that's not often that you can say you have you know three Big Sky Conference championships as well. Um, but, you know, again, a lot of the team pieces, I mean, that's what football is all about is, you know, you, you take care of the team and the individual stuff follows. Right. And I think that just goes with being a, a father or anything else to do in life. You take care of the team and everything else takes care of itself. For sure. Definitely. So MSU for a while now has been a run first play action type of offense. Mm -hmm. How did that help your game? Well, you know, it, it was, you benefited a lot by having, uh, you know, one of the, one of the best uh, quarterbacks that we've ever seen at MSU there. Right. And right. so they, they could never, ever, you know, they couldn't load the box down too much, right. They couldn't have too many people going in there trying to, to pack that in because if they did, we would just throw it over them. Right. right. And, and so we just had, we had great receivers. We had, you know, we had great, amazing quarterback, just an outstanding offensive line uh, that really could do it all. Uh, and great coaches that adapted. Uh, you know, we had my sophomore year, we had a coach, Brian Wright, he was the offensive coordinator and, and he was absolutely brilliant. I think we were about 60% run that year and 40% pass. And, and Daenerys had a great year, but we would just, you know, 
we take what they gave us. If they were right. going to give us the run, we took it. If they were, if they, you know, and so if they were going to give us the pass, then we went that route as well. And so, you know, just great coaches and, and being able to, but it definitely was, I mean, obviously again, having a great quarterback and some great, just a well-rounded team uh, makes it so much easier as a running back uh, to be able to go through and, and have the success that we had. For sure. And I mean, I mean, you mentioned it with Denarius's arm and then he himself had yeah. running ability. So it's yep. like, okay, who do you stop? <laughs> yeah. Right. And that was, you know, I was talking about, you know, it's your job to make one man miss. I mean, with Daenerys' running ability, uh, somebody always had to go with him too, right? And so it right. really was, if everyone did their job, it was just a one-on-one a -on -one kind of situation. And so, I mean, Daenerys, you know, not only was he a smart quarterback, but just also was very, very talented and, and just so many uh, facets, of, facets of the game. And so it really was one of those things where uh, I, I greatly benefited from his skill set. <laughs> <laughs> Don't don't discredit yourself too much you were pretty good there too <laughs> for sure so you know i mean obviously the bobcats were really good and you had a lot of good memories while you were in msu but what would you say is one that stood out to you as your favorite oh boy um would have been my my junior year going down to Missoula and beating the Grizz probably was, was one of my <laughs> one of my favorite ones. You know, we never it's interesting. I we were two and two against the Grizz and uh, we won both times down in Missoula and lost both times down in Oakland. So it's kind of like oh, that's just a weird way to go about it. But uh, you know, going back to where you're from and then when winning that game and that was a that was a, my junior year was a pretty brutal, pretty physical game. Um, and so, you know, just going down there and, and getting that win, uh, there's just, there's nothing quite like, you know, going into, uh, you know, Washington Grizzly and, and, and taking them down. Uh, that's a great feeling. And so that, you know, that was probably, uh, yeah, that'd be a highlight of, of the career as far as any game that we played. And that one was an absolute blast. And there were some other fun ones. You know, I can go through and, and think about different games where, where maybe they're a little bit more particularly entertaining or fun for me, you know. Right. Um, you know, I, I think another one that I really liked was uh, the UC Davis game my sophomore year. Uh, it was the Gold Rush game. That was kind of my, you know, as we joke, my coming out party. Um, it, you know, it was, I think I was, uh, you know, uh, Big Sky Offensive Player of the Week or something like that that week. And then, you know, that was coming after my freshman year. And, and so that was a, that was a cool, that was a fun game as well. Um, but again, Cat Grizz, anytime you win that, that's always going to be a, a banner moment for sure. Oh, of course. Yeah. So, um, you know, the Big Sky is obviously very, not even top of me, it's across the board, good teams. So besides, of course, the Grizzlies, who is your favorite team to play? Oh, yeah. Wow. That's a great question. Um, I, I always enjoyed playing Sac State. Um, you know, they were always really, they played us pretty tough. Uh, we had some really good barn burner games with them a couple of times. They were, they were a fun game. Um, Eastern uh, was always a challenge, right? I, I think that was always, um, that was always a fun, that was a fun game was playing Eastern Washington. I thought they were really, they're pretty, I mean, you know, every game you play, I mean, I guess, I, you know, I stop and I go through it and I can think of, you know, in the big sky conference, you know, there's no, there's no guaranteed wins. I mean, every no. time you step out there, they can beat you. Right. I mean, it, it's just a matter of matching up. And so it, truly every game had its own, you know, highlights and, and we had some close ones, more close games than we should have had, I would say. Um, but that's because, you know, 
similar to, uh, you know, people come in and they come into our stadium, they want to win. I mean, it's sweet right. when you, you, you can take down the home team in front of 20,000 people. That's a cool feeling. Um, and so you just always had to be ready. So, I mean, really I, I go through and I think about the games and, and there really wasn't a game that I, especially in the big sky that I, I didn't look forward to because they were all going to be a challenge. For sure. So one thing I looked up too is the sunny Holland zone. Cause I know that's fairly new. Yeah. But was that built when you were there? It was, it was, it was built, uh, I think going into my, I think it was built my sophomore year. Yep. They got all, we did all the fundraising. Uh, we won cat Grizz my freshman year. And uh, there was a big fundraising there at that point in time. And that was kind of the rally that kind of put it over the top. And, and so they had that completed by the next season. So my sophomore year, we had that uh, going and, and that was what a cool, what a cool thing that is being able to run into down into that bowl and, yeah. and be able to see, you know, the crowd and the students all right there. I mean, you, that's such a cool feeling, you know, running out of that. And, and, and the stadium now is amazing. I can only imagine what it's like running out of that, that tunnel now and going over there but i you know even back in my day it was quite an experience for sure i thought that was so cool when they bowled that in i wish it would bowl in the other side i don't think they're going to now but I wish no i i agree i, I it would be pretty sweet but uh you know i'd tell you what I, I like what they've done i like you know i have I haven't had a chance to physically tour the facilities yet. It's been kind of crazy two years with between COVID and having two kids. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I look forward to getting over there and checking out the new facilities, but it, it really is. I mean, that, that improvement over there, it just made the stadium a whole nother stadium. I mean, it, it just took it to a whole nother level. Um, cause, cause I had, I had a chance to play in both of them before that right. remodel after that. And so getting rid of those wood bleachers was a huge benefit. <laughs> <laughs> for sure definitely it brought it brought the bobcat program up to the next level i think for yeah. sure yep i think it helped a lot in the recruitment process for sure definitely that's awesome so um you know one thing i've always wondered is um how did how did you elevate yourself i guess to be a college level athlete hmm you know, I always kind of had a little bit of chip on chip on my shoulder. Uh, you know, you kind of always had a little bit of that that underdog piece of it. Um, I always I'm a big believer in, in John Wooden's definition of success, which is he says success is a peace of mind, which is a direct result of self-satisfaction and knowing you made the effort to become the best you're capable of becoming. And so I always believe that. Right. If, if I did everything, if I could look myself in the mirror and say, hey, I did everything I could to be the best version of myself today. Uh, that that's what I did. And so I just always took that approach and always tried to push myself uh, to be the absolute best version of myself that I could. And, and then just trying to, to learn. And, and, and I had some wonderful people helping me along the way. Uh, I had a wonderful, wonderful trainer. His name was Doug Leffler. When I was in high school, he did an outstanding job of giving me a great foundation. And then college as well. Our strength coaches there were great. Um, but it just, it was just a lot of work. And, and, you know, I think that also was a benefit of, you know, growing up where I grew up, you know, I mean, you, 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 you know, it wasn't a huge horse ranch by any means, but it was enough where you, you know, you had to change irrigation and you had to change, you had to paint the fences and put up fences and you had a job to do and you had to do it. Right. And so it was kind of always one of those things where you just kind of, you went to work. And, and so that was, I suppose that'd be kind of how it, how it all happened. Um, and, and, and competition, right. I mean, I, 
you know, truly there, I don't, there wasn't a year when I was at MSU where it didn't feel like somebody was trying to take your spot, uh, which, right. which that was great, right? You always have somebody in there, you know, you had Lorenzo Davis and then you had Trey Robinson and, 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 and Kerry Sloan. And you had some of these great guys that, that came in. Sean Johnson was a little bit younger, but you had just some great yeah. guys that really could take your spot. So you always had to push yourself um, to be better. And, and I think that's the key to being a great program is, your twos and threes have to be able to take the spot of that first person. And then that just elevates everyone's level. Right. So during your time at MSU, you got the rushing record. How did it feel to get that? Oh, you know, um, gosh, <laughs> you never really thought about it. Right. Yeah. I never really, really considered it, it too much when you're going through it. Um, yeah, and like like the uh, like I know I know I have the touchdown one still, um, and and so that one was kind of one of those pieces where uh, I think I got it my my junior year early in the year. It was just kind of one of those things where we got I, I had a great quarterback. They got the ball down there, right. and then you know you just go and put the ball in the end zone. It was just kind of what you did, and and so you know you didn't really think about it. And now looking back at it and saying, oh wow, like that's yeah, that that, that was pretty cool to be able to to go and, and achieve that for sure. Um, Again, great teammates, great support. And it was really kind of what we talked about, just kind of you just do your job and get in the right. end zone, right? <laughs> you know, it's almost pretty easy, right? You just score more points than the other team, get in the end zone more. And, uh, and you know, when you only got to get to that end zone, it makes it a lot, a lot easier just to fight and fight. Um, but, yeah, I never really thought about it during the moment. You know, I guess I thought it was kind of cool. But, you know, now looking back, it's – that is kind of cool to be able to have and who knows how long it will last, you know, Isaiah Fonsi, great, great players there that uh, probably take it down here sooner than later, but it's still cool. It's, it's cool while it lasts, I suppose. (laughs) Yeah. I was just going to say, I don't know how much longer it's going to be the record, but (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. Still cool. You know, (laughs) it's what it is. (laughs) Records are meant to be broken at some point, right? exactly exactly and they, and they, yeah, they're meant to be broken and, and that means you know if someone's breaking it they're doing a doing a great job um out there and, and representing the, the school and the program and and so that's that's what it means right you know so so I, i'm totally cool with it you know <laughs> it's totally fine <laughs> for sure so you know, the reason why or how I got you on this podcast is a guy by the name of Rob Brown, who does Big Sky Customs. Mm-hmm. And I understand he's done a few figurines for you. Yeah, he has. He's done, he, does a, he does an awesome job. I mean, they're so cool. Uh, my, my grandparents have one and, you know, and it's, it's right up there at their house. And then uh, my mom, she got one done and, and gave it to me. And I, I really didn't, you know, initially I was like, oh, do I want this? I don't know. And, and, and now look again, looking back now, time has passed. Uh, yeah, it's in my office. It, it does. It has, you know, some of my records and accomplishments on there, oh. uh, which was really cool kind of how it was done. And, and his detail on it is outstanding. I mean, you know, he goes through and has every, you know, he had the specific gloves I wore and I had, you know, I, I wrote things on my wrist and he'd have those on there. He had the band, wow. uh, strengths band on there and so it's just kind of like i went through and you know he said hey can you send me pictures of your gloves and all those things and your shoes and then i mean the detail on them i mean he even has on all of our cleats you write your number on the back of your cleats and they're on the back of my cleat and you can see a 25 it's crazy wow. 
So it will be very cool to show my boys when they get a little bit older to be able to say, hey, yeah, this is basically, this is what I wore. <laughs> yeah, that so. is awesome for sure. Um, and then, so my final question is, you know, we obviously followed you all the way through college, but what are you doing now? Yeah, so, so I own an investment advisory company here in Big Fork. Um, so I'm here with, with my wife, Sarah. Uh, she did track and field uh, at Montana State. And that, as you can imagine, that's how we met, you know, in the field right. house. And so and then we, have, we have two boys. I have a, a two-year and three-month-old and a 10-month-old boy, uh, Peyton and Lane. And so, you know, they're keeping us pretty busy. And like I said, I with work, uh, a financial planner and investment advisor, um, a company's called Wealth Nest Financial. And it's out here in Big Fork. And yeah, it's, it's a wonderful career. Uh, you know, football is a big factor as to why I got into it. One of my favorite things uh, after after games was getting to chat with fans. I, I always love you know, to go down and, and sign autographs and chat with kids. And I just always really enjoyed that. And that's where the financial planning business uh, I just fell in love with it because you get to know these people really intimately and get to help them be successful. Uh, and so that's how I ended up on that path. So here I am, beautiful Big Fork, uh, loving, loving life. You don't know, get to be out on the, on the lake a couple days a week. And so it's a pretty good deal in the summertime. That's, that's awesome. You can't get much better than that, I think. <laughs> no, no, you can't. It's a, it's a pretty good deal. So <laughs> That's awesome, Cody. Well, hey, I want to thank you so much for your time and going down memory lane with Bobcat football and wish you the best of luck. Of course, Mitch. Thanks so much for having me on. I appreciate your time as well. All right. Have a great rest of your day, man. Yeah, you too.